Hello, welcome to the Film Geek Collective. Today we're going to be reviewing Steamboat Willie, one of the first Mickey Mouse short films in black and white. Obviously there'll be spoilers, but you can watch the 7-8 minute short film on Disney Plus or maybe YouTube or whatever. But, uh, you know, everything about it, since it's so short at about 7 or 8 minutes, I'm just going to mention everything. So I'm going to, I'm not going to do my usual format today of, you know, non-spoiler and spoiler. First I'm going to do the shout-outs, which... You know, there are quite a few still, but that's that's all right. You're used to them by now. All right. Shout-outs to Tessicat, Elsie Cool, Film, Momentic, Zach House, Cop, Marbella, Unicorn, Dobby Rated Podcast, uh, Real Sharks Podcast, a.k.a. Riri Shaku, uh, Ashy Slashy, Eloisa Hilton, Autistic in Melbourne. We're also going with Naked Airplane, Larry, 1937-2621, Films with Amy, Talk Me Into, Zeus, Caution Spoilers, JGWY, Elsa One, Heavenly Imagine, Still Mellow, Sam from IJ, Lee James, 75, Cinemadness podcast, because I forgot to list them last time, for whatever reason, I'm sorry about that. And Eric Sluss. And, yeah. Well, yeah, I would just like to say that uh, this was a very significant cartoon. Um, If you're unfamiliar with it by name, you will be familiar when I mention that uh, it's the one where he's whistling. You know, at the start of the at the start of a Disney movie these days, you know, you hear that. Anyway, but yeah, you know, despite the short film's cartoon logic, it was censored in some places, not on Disney Plus, however. But you know, it was like because you know the animals are being played as instruments, and it appears to sort of hurt them in the universe. But you know, they're cartoon animals, and you know, you know what I think. If anyone remembers the film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think, you know, I like to think of cartoons as, you know, the actors, just like they were in Who Framed Roger Roger Rabbit, standing alongside the humans and stuff and like that. And uh, they don't actually feel any pain because there's, there's one scene, I think it's reasonably early on in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Roger just breaks plates over his head and says, no pain, no pain. (laughs) Speaking of which, I really should probably get around to that if anyone would like to hear a who framed roger rabbit review or for that matter my original plan mrs doubtfire then by all means i would love to review those in fact let me just i'll type them down for later just if you want me to review them by request but anyway back to steamboat willie a very very early review for steamboat willie was like a variety and i'll read what it says exactly what variety said not the first animated cartoon to be synchronized with sound effects but the first to attract favorable attention this one represents a high order of cartoon ingenuity cleverly combined with sound effects the union brought laughs galore giggles came so fast at the colony they were stumbling over each other so yeah you could tell it had a pretty good reception there which, uh, I understand that, since it was just a wide-release sound cartoon, not actually the first, but the first was actually the Bouncing Ball Song Cartoons. Ha ha ha. Very funny, Max. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that last name. So okay, it's spelled F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. So, yeah, okay, if you can figure out how to pronounce that, you get brownie points. I, it was the first commercial appearance in Mickey Mouse, really. There was a scene that was going to be in there, but they didn't get to animate it. They were going to load more animals onto the boat during the movie itself. In terms of the copyright status, it's interesting because the film is... How old? 
you know, 1928 or something like that. The copyright was going to expire in 2003. The, the US Congress saw an appeal from Disney. You know, forgive me, I'm not a lawyer or anything. Now, 2023 will be the year that it goes into public domain, provided that Disney somehow doesn't try to get around the thing again. But who knows? I honestly... I, I wish I knew more about that side of copyright law because it seems very interesting. One thing I do realize, however, is that Mickey Mouse may stay in copyright longer than the short film will because, like, you know, for His Girl Friday, for example, from Columbia Pictures, which was in the early 40s, of course, that one actually, you know, it's based on a story that's still technically under copyright, the story being the front page, but His Girl Friday is completely public domain and completely legal to uh, have on YouTube, and there's you know, just going to get briefly in the public domain laws that I know of. Again, I'm not a lawyer and, you know, I only know a little tiny bit, but, uh, you know, bear with me here, please. But, uh, you know, basically they have a whole bunch of films that, you know, you can watch on YouTube for free that are public domain. You know, I'm not counting the ones that are obviously copyrighted and that put up there, but, you know, stuff like Night of the Living Dead. One of the interesting copyright laws, though, was that you apparently can copyright new subtitles for something. As in, if you translate a foreign film yourself, you can claim copyright for that. And you can claim a copyright on a public domain version of a film with those new subtitles because they're your subtitles. I believe Netflix once got in trouble with that, but I can't remember which movie though. So yeah, it's interesting that way. Of course, Steamboat Willie has barely anything to translate. The only thing that speaks is the parrot. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So overall, I think this is a very important film and I'm not used to seeing cartoons in black and white because admittedly, I got to catch up on quite a bit of early cinema. You know, I got to catch up on not just, uh, not just cartoons. You know, I've, I've seen probably Steamboat Willie about three, four times probably, but you know, I got to catch up on like Metropolis and M and uh, The Passion of jo Joan of Arc or, uh, you know, uh, what, what other silent clap? Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton... Um, oh yeah, you know, I did do a review of one Buster Keaton thing I saw called Sherlock Jr., which technically is under feature length, but it's still counted as a feature, which I'm not sure where to place that, but really I'm getting off track. The point is, I really made this review of Steamboat Willie, which is overall a, a good film, a good short film, to prove the worth of, to prove the worth of early cinema, and to not disregard it, just because it's old, especially for anyone younger who's listening, you know? Early cinema paved so many things, and sure, a lot of it can be quite problematic because of outdated values, or, you know, like, there are definitely, there are definitely films that do not, do not align with the social values today, obviously, and of course we have to take that into consideration, because, yeah, things obviously weren't, you know, they were bad. Okay, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like it's the right way to go about it to have disclaimers in front of potentially upsetting material, you know, just, just anything so that you can, you can have the thing uncensored, preserved for historical purpose, but then you can have like, uh, the disclaimer saying this and this may be offensive, you know, that, that's fine with me. I like that. You know, what do you think? Uh, tell me on Twitter, tell me wherever, but, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm rambling on a little bit. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I say but, uh, yeah, a lot in this episode for whatever reason. Somebody stop me, to quote Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the movie it was uh, paired with was Gang War from 1928, but 
people kept talking about the cartoon. That's the power of a great short film. In fact, I, I, actually, I actually tweeted out a link to a particular YouTube video that I loved called I Made a Movie, It Stunk. Uh, the video was uh, based on a filmmaker's experience with his film that, uh, you know, you, you'll just have to see the video, but it's like half an hour and it is as emotionally involving as any short film I've seen. And I know it's technically... I'm not sure what to call it. It's a YouTube video, but it's close to like a documentary. It's a short documentary. And, you know, I, I, know, that, I know that Steamboat Willie is not comparable to something like Shakespeare or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm just demonstrating, even, even si from simple stories like Steamboat Willie to, you know, real-life documentations like the video I just mentioned by Austin McConnell. I hope I got the name right. Anyway, um, I really do think that you should not take short films for granted. People may question the purpose of short films and say, you know, you can't do as much as a feature. Sure, you can't do as much as a feature in terms of running time and, sco and scope most of the time. You know, short films are pretty great for starting out and that sort of thing. We all, we all know that, definitely. And I feel like I'm rambling on now, so I'm going to wrap it up because <laughs> what excuse do I have to make this podcast episode longer than Steamboat Willie itself? I hope you uh I hope you stayed on through my uh through through my droning. I'm sorry that I droned. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's cut this up. Alright. If you wanna inspire, if you wanna create, if you wanna innovate, if you wanna electrify, we need your voice because you can change things for the better. Now go change things for the better. <laughs>